0: I needed someplace quiet to sit and record this intro for the Let's Go Eat show because as we were recording the Let's Go Eat show on Friday with Dr. Leah Torres, it was really noisy. I, I hope it's not distracting, but here it is now Sunday morning and I'm recording this intro and people in my house are just starting to wake up and ramble around and make noise. And so I'm sitting in my car in the garage right now. Because it's the quietest place I could find on a Sunday morning to record this intro. It's kind of nice. I don't know. A little echoey, though, I think, right? Anyway, this is is a good place to come and hide. The family will never know I'm here. At any rate, uh, my guest on the Let's Go Eat Show this time is Dr. Leah Torres, as I mentioned. She is an OBGYN, and she is a passionate, passionate, passionate person when it comes to women's health issues And also particularly that part of women's health issues that contain abortion. She believes that everyone, every woman should be able to make a personal choice about abortion. And after listening to her, I don't know how you could argue with that, but a lot of people do. Um, She's not from Utah originally, but uh, she came here, ironically, to learn about abortion there is, uh, she was an OBGYN, uh, and she wanted to know more about the procedure of abortion. And there's a special program here in Utah, which I find very ironic, that uh, has a fellowship in uh, study the study of abortion. Uh, Dr. Torres is a uh, uh, native of Illinois, but she says she thinks she's going to stay here in Utah because, as you'll hear at the end of the interview, she says she's staying here because... Uh, She thinks that we need her, and I I think that maybe she's right. Uh, A lot of things came up during this interview. I mean, I didn't realize how restrictive Utah's abortion um, statutes, Utah's abortion laws are, uh, and have been for a long time. Uh, So— uh, this is Leah Torres. We recorded this at uh, 50 West, the club at 50 West. Uh, had a, She had the fish tacos, which she proclaimed delicious. Um, <clears throat> I had the steak salad. You might want to try the club at 50 West, uh, the cafe at 50 West. They do great breakfasts and great lunch there. Uh, 50 West Broadway in Salt Lake City. Now, let me go. Just before we go here, I want to tell you, uh, however you find this show, the Let's Go Eat show, it would really help us. If you would uh, like us on all of your social media platforms and uh, rate us and uh, always share and retweet uh, this show. All right. Here it is. Dr. Leah Torres, local uh, abortion rights advocate and OBGYN on the Let's Go Eat Show. Um,
1: So your mic is kind of shitty and our equipment screwed up. So it's, so it's really, you're here on a great day for us. Yay. You have to be really close. Okay. like, gotcha. And you can't yep. hear if you sound That's good because the headphone box is broken. So
2: Okay. We're just going to wing it then. So yeah, if well, I kind
1: of like go like this, that means you get close to the mic.
2: Signals. Signals yeah, are we, good.
1: We, uh,
0: we don't have headphones, so because I'm slightly deaf, it'll be hard for me. To, I might
1: go, what was that again? <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a fun show. And you're on call, so you might just run out,
2: right? I may just run out. So you Maybe. could
1: just get a call and be like, Bye. See ya. Three minutes in
2: emergency C-section.
1: Be the shortest Let's Go Eat show we've ever done. <laughs> Are we starting, by the way? Yeah, we're going. Okay. Oh,
0: we're good. Uh, it's uh, it's the Let's Go Eat show, as as you might have gathered, and our guest is a doctor, as you might have gathered. She's on call, and uh, she as she may literally have to run out during the show. We're recording this at Fifty West and waiting for our. Uh, food here at the 50 West Cafe, uh, but w- pleased to have with us Dr. Leah Torres, um, who is, it says on her um, smock, her scrubs, uh, OBGYN. She works at Jordan Valley Medical Center. Uh, are, are, are you g- getting to be quite well-known, though, around here? Um,
2: it, it seems that way. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of positive feedback. I've got random people flagging me down in the hall saying, hey, I saw you on you know, Fox 13 and great job. So it is, it seems, um, messages getting out there and people are very supportive of my being against this new law that's in effect.
0: Uh, well, that's, of course, the fetal anesthesia law. And we'll get to that and start talking about that in, in just a bit. Um, and uh, we'll talk about abortion in general. Um, but I'm, let's, let's find out a little bit about you first before we do that. I have this lengthy bio here that
2: um, Where'd you get that? I think from you Oh, sorry. <laughs> I
0: think uh, you, uh, you've been in Salt Lake City for uh, uh, since 2012 graduated from the University of Illinois uh, Chicago College of Medicine uh, OBGYN residency um, at Albert Einstein Medical Center. You have a huge list of uh, organizations that you belong to: uh, yes. Utah, Utah Medical Association, American Congress of uh, Obstetricians and Gynecologists, um, Medical Students for Choice, Board Member, 2015 to present, Society of Family Rad. Plan. I, I mean, uh, just on and on. National Abortion Federation, National Abortion Rights Action League. Yes. Um, you are very a-, a very activist abortion provider. Yes. Um, And I want to find out how all that happened.
2: I don't know. But let me give you the best rundown I can. So in medical school, I, you know, was geared toward OBGYN. I really wanted to deal in uh, women's health. I understood that women's health care was not up to snuff. Uh, There's a lot of paucity of women's health research and that sort of thing. So I was really geared to make that, you know, inequality less unequal. Then I found some people who were kind of my people. Mm -hmm. They were called medical students for choice. And they said, oh, yeah, we're all about, you know, making sure people can plan their families and have healthy pregnancies and be pregnant when they want to be. And so we're all about contraception and abortion and making sure that all of those things are available and safe. And I said, oh, my gosh, love you guys. Let me join. And it went from there.
0: Um, Let's go back to uh, where'd uh, where'd you grow up?
2: I don't think I'm really grown up. I mean, really, Yeah. Well, I'm still, I'm still in the process of... Um, feel mainly, free to eat while you talk. I ma- will. Mainly from Michigan. Mm-hmm.
0: And you... Um, did you always want to be a doctor?
2: No. Little Leah growing up? In fact, at one point, um, I think I was about five, my mom sat me down and she said, honey, I have something to tell you. And I said, what? And she said, you're adopted. Do you know what that means? And I said, mom... I'm not a doctor. I'm Superman. So I really had a lot of different goals when, when yeah. I was a small child. And, and oddly enough, I decided that Superman was not quite going to work. Not going to work. And so yeah. I, I decided, sure, doctor, why not?
0: Um, what did your parents do? Were they in medicine at all? Or
2: My mom was a registered nurse until she went into hospital administration. And then she was head of you know, a variety of hospitals. She now does consulting work. Uh, For hospital administrators. My dad's a businessman. He used to own a store. Uh, In Michigan, we call them party stores.
0: What? A party
2: store? A party store. He sold booze, didn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And chips and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, hot dogs and fireworks and the fun stuff. Sigs and stuff. Mm So, Mm -hmm. um, and and I remember, like, loving it because the whole candy aisle was mine because if my dad owned the store, He owned everything in it, so I just would walk up and down the aisles and grab some candy. What town
0: was this? A big town in Michigan? No, little tiny place. Little,
2: little tiny middle of Michigan, on a inland lake.
0: Uh, so so you go
2: you you go off
0: to uh, and and you just kept pursuing this. You're going to go to medical school through high school and 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 then college, and that's what you're going to do. You have you have siblings, by the way.
2: I have a little brother. He's fun and um, much That's better, fun. much better now than he was when we were growing up.
0: Yeah, what is he? Is he's not in he's not in medicine, is he? No, no,
2: he he fishes. He's he's developing a way to earn money while fishing. That's I, what he does. Yes, that's what he does. He does what it do very do? well. I fish, <laughs> and he does it really I like well. That. The American love. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love fishing with him.
0: So so you go off to medical medical school and uh, you're searching around uh, and you decide. Did you know you wanted to do o, OBGYN?
2: Yeah, in medical school you sort of kind of get a little taste of everything out there and make your final decision before you graduate. But um I. I was always interested in women's health, and OBGYN just seemed the perfect fit. I also love surgery, so I love being in the OR, and that made sense as well.
0: Do you, you don't do well. We'll talk about what it is you do. <laughs> um, maybe we ought to give Dr. Yep. Torres a chance to.
2: I'm going to take a small bite. I'm going to stop take a break.
1: recording here.
0: So here we are, and um, we took a little break there to, to eat, right? And I'm going to still continue to eat while I talk. Because my son hates it when I do that.
1: <laughs> it's bad manners.
0: But people do it all the time, don't they? They, may. Lunch, they yes. may.
2: I mean, sometimes I get really hungry in surgery and I, you know, have a snack. Yeah, you can't eat there. Okay, nobody. I don't eat there.
0: Um, so you go into the uh, obstetrics and gynecology. He doesn't like the sound of the food in my mouth. <laughs> um, you should never have signed up to be a producer of something <laughs> called the Let's we, Go Eat Show.
1: Can we get to talking about abortion? Okay, we will. Okay, something, um, more, <laughs> something interesting, yeah. something something I'd rather <laughs> hmm. hear about than your mouth noises. Uh,
0: so, so <laughs> women's health issues is what you, what interested you, and so you decided to become um, a gynecologist and an obstetrician. It used to be that um, when when a woman wanted to go um, have her lady parts examined. Um, she didn't have the choice of going to a woman, right? That's correct. Yeah, and was, there are still are, are there still plenty of male gynecologists.
2: Plenty, or Although, fewer and fewer. Well, we're we're outsourcing them. They're, we're uh, <laughs> we're outnumbering them, uh, and we are usually more in demand. And it's interesting because I have older patients who prefer male doctors. Really? Well, and I suppose that when they were growing up, mm-hmm. that's you know all there was. So my younger patients tend to really push for a female physician. So it's interesting to see that sort of, I mean, blatant sexism, basically. Um, But, hey, why not?
0: Well, I guess it could also be just a matter of preference. I mean, I wonder, I I do want, you know, like just for my general doctor, I wonder how I'd feel if it was just a female. Or, uh, you know, I go to a urologist.
2: Exactly. Um, people. I guess
0: I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't care.
2: People tend to want what they can relate to, and you hear about, um, you know, gay people looking for gay doctors, and yeah. just so that they can understand sort of where they're coming from a little bit easier. And I go
0: to the urologist for my man parts. Yeah. And I, I guess I think well, I, that guy's a, a guy, so he knows the parts I have, but really, but it's but it's just a matter of training it's your it's
2: your comfort yeah, it's it's, com- it's, it, soothing. it's my
0: comfort it's not has nothing to do with the doctor correct so um, let let's talk a little bit about i mean do people really know what obstetrics and gynecology is
2: no they think baby deliveries and pap smears
1: yeah that's what i think
2: that's yeah. that's pretty much where it ends and i don't and I really
1: know what a pap smear is
2: well, you don't need you one. to tell him? Yeah, sure. So it's a screening for cervical cancer. Basically, we use our speculum to go into the vagina. It's a tunnel, so we have to see in the tunnel somehow. That's what the speculum is for. We take a little brush and we sweep the cells off of the cervix and we send those to... Uh, the pathologist, and they look and see if any abnormalities exist. And those abnormalities can come from a virus called human papillomavirus, HPV.
0: Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's
2: a sexually transmitted infection. It's uh, very pesky. It's very prevalent. It's kind of like the common cold.
0: I'm hearing the ads uh, lately on radio uh, for the vaccine, the vaccination. Get your kids vaccinated. Yep. uh, Boys and girls. Both uh and, and there's a statistic in there that uh, that uh sounds almost like a scare statistic to me that you know it's like two two out of every four or you know three out of every seven kids or humans will get this virus at some time in their life.
2: Oh, it's absolutely. It's actually, it's really I, I think it's, prevalent. oh yes, 80 to 90% of people will have exposure to it. If you're engaging in sex, you're going to be exposed to it, is pretty much the understanding. That doesn't mean that you're going to continue to have it. A lot of young people will clear it, so it's able to be cleared. It's just that we have to watch to see if it's not cleared, if it's doing anything bad. And so basically what I tell patients is, this is like the common cold, You can get exposed. You don't necessarily know from whom. It's not one of those things that you should be breaking up with your partner over. Um, But we know it is so prevalent that that's why we do the pap smears. And if you get vaccinated, that's awesome because then you have extra protection. Even though it might not be complete protection, any protection against cancer is good.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you how how well the vaccine works in kids.
2: The research that we have so far, and it's again still very young, but is very promising most uh those who are exposed to hpv after having the vaccine do not get it but again you have to keep in mind there are hundreds of strains of this virus so some are high risk cancer causing some are low risk which are benign they mm-hmm. cause genital warts um but it's really important to get vaccinated and have any protection that you can and we're still going to do pap smears and whatnot but
0: mm-hmm. so um what i mean yeah really what else does a uh... I mean, you, it was delivering babies and, and, and looking at the vagina and, you know, um, but are there more general health uh, issues that you deal with?
2: Oh, absolutely. So contraception, that's a big one. Placing IUDs, placing implants, uh, those are the most effective reversible methods of contraception. Very safe, very awesome. Birth control pills, you don't need a pelvic exam for getting the birth control pill. In fact, if someone's really in need, I will prescribe one over the phone
0: should should birth control pills be sold over the counter absolutely without a prescription
2: without a prescription it is it is safer than many over-the-counter medication medications we sell already there
0: there has been a move to do that as it uh, and the laws have loosened up on it a lot
2: yes but pharmaceutical companies will probably lose out so that's why it's hard to get through so
0: you still need a prescription from your doctor Yes, currently.
2: And of note, if it goes over the counter, that is not to say that costs will stay down. The only benefit to having it over the counter would be as if it's cheaper and affordable. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, get a prescription so your insurance will cover it if you have insurance. But the whole push for over the counter is to reduce the cost, not necessarily to make it over the counter, but rather we want the cost low so it's more accessible.
0: Is there an element there to um, reduce the cost, but also an element there of, uh, control, uh, you know, there, I, you,
2: there used to be, I think there's a, a there, you know, we call it in medicine, paternalistic medicine yeah. and historically physicians would hold the birth control pill over, you know, essentially the woman's head and say, if you don't come in for your pap smear every year, you can't have your birth control. Well, that's no longer a thing, at least not practice, not, not practiced by mm-hmm. the high quality physicians that I know. So, um, no, people should be able to get birth control whenever they want. They should have the gu- you know, pap smear screening according to the guidelines. It is not every year anymore. Mm-hmm. It's every three to five years depending on the results. So as long well, as your doc is practicing good medicine.
0: Let's <laughs> talk about this uh, phrase you just threw out there, paternalistic medicine. It's
2: kind of like our legislature.
0: I like uh, – yeah. well, here, <laughs> like like here she goes. Um, I like it Here she goes. But I think that's – it's interesting. Most people have the tendency to think of when you say, oh, um, my my child is going to medical school. My child is going to be a doctor. And people say,
2: what's his name? Absolutely. In <laughs> fact, I've had my patients uh, go into round and I'm in my, you know, white coat and scrubs and whatever. And they say, oh, oh, I got to go off, you know, off their phone. My nurse mm-hmm. is here. So I just did surgery on you, and you should know that that surgery was not done by a nurse, but that's okay. And I will say, please don't confuse me with a nurse, because that's really insulting to nurses. They have a very hard job. I cannot do their job, and so (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't, don't inflate me that to that level. Where
0: do, where do, I mean, uh, so paternalism in medicine, uh, I, I mean, I think we might be surprised uh, at to hear you talk about that a little bit and where it filters, you know, where it goes to, where the kinds of things it filters into.
2: So there's, uh, you know, there are subtle examples and there's extreme examples. Subtle example is kind of what I've just described, sort of like, you can't have this unless I get this test from you. So... You know, quid pro quo, that's not how medicine should work. Mm -hmm. You should be following guidelines regardless. There's also, um, and I've seen it here in Utah, uh, unfortunately, a little bit more, there are physicians who will not prescribe birth control to women who aren't married. Yeah. And that is no medical basis for that. Um, That is merely a personal belief that they should not be imposing on other people and then so when you do that that's paternalistic whether you're a man or a woman Mm -hmm. it's paternalistic and I've seen that actually result in unwanted pregnancies that I've done abortions for. It
0: seems pretty shocking that in uh, 2016 that that would actually occur but Uh,
2: it is shocking which is why I was so shocked when it happened three times.
0: Yeah three times with three different
2: Yes. Huh.
0: Um, what is birth control? What is that? I, I talk about that in terms of what that means to a family and to a woman, and why birth control is important, and and why we're, I would suspect, you say, lucky that we live in a, an age where there is so very effective birth control.
2: Birth control for those who have uteruses and those who can get pregnant and bear children is power. It is power over their lives. It is power over their bodies. It is power over their future. You can't expect someone to... Not be sexually active, not engage in a very natural human behavior. Again, I often compare it to sleep. It's as natural as that. The desire, the human sexuality is as natural as needing sleep. And to deny someone that and say, oh, you shouldn't have sex if you don't want kids, makes no sense, first of all. And it also just denies a very natural part of who we are as human beings. So those of us who can get pregnant, it's not fair that we can get pregnant. I mean, you know, everyone should be able to get pregnant. And then we'd have a very different discussion about abortion. But
0: I guess, I guess fairness isn't really that's not, it's just what it is. There's no
2: reproductive fairness, but there can be reproductive equality. And that's where birth control comes in. So when you can say, I don't want to get pregnant right now and be able to, you know, enforce that mm-hmm. with birth control. That's amazing. That means you get through school. That means you get a good job and make the money that you need to get to where you want in life. If you have a child and you're not prepared for it, there's a whole bunch of different things that you know can happen to you. Maybe you can't get out of a cycle of poverty. Maybe you can't go to that job promotion that you really wanted because now you have a newborn and you can't travel. Maybe you do have family support. Maybe you don't have family support. It's not a small thing to be pregnant for nine months and give birth to a small human that you are now responsible for oh, no. i mean i've I've heard tell parenting is kind of a tough job
0: you have i've I've heard people say that yeah you've um, it's not all
2: rainbows and ponies
0: no, it is not, and you um it, well maybe you'll find out someday <laughs> because it's it's not easy uh, but birth control so then is um it's a fact of life. Yes. And yet there are still people who think that birth control is is um wrong. Well, I I don't.
2: So it it does boggle my mind that that's the case because essentially what those people believe is that pregnancy is no big deal. That the risks of health and life that somebody undergoes in order to bring new life into this world is just like, you know, whatever, it's mm-hmm. just what you do and that's so irreverent and so disrespectful that i cannot even understand how someone could feel that way we should be having parades for pregnant people like mothers day should probably be this whole like hoopla
0: maybe margaret margaret sangers birthday or- i mean yeah. yeah you
2: know and when we have mothers who are able to have kids when they want and when they're ready our country thrives people thrive communities mm-hmm. thrive they're healthier they're economically prosperous they have all of these great things going for them, not to mention the family unit unit that benefits. The family being stable, being wanted, being loved, being cared for, having the resources that they need in order to make a good life for themselves. I mean, why is that something that is just sort of undermined and belittled and just sort of not even not respected in any way, and certainly not respected to the point that it needs to be.
0: So with the with the, the opposition to birth control in some places, we also seem to find that uh, uh, people who don't like, care for birth control don't care for abortion either.
2: And that doesn't make any sense. I would like somebody to explain that to me because I still don't understand. And I consider myself a pretty educated person. But if you are against birth control and you're against abortion, then you are pro-reproductive coercion. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. I don't yeah. know how else to say it.
0: Um, why? So you became, um, you came to Utah uh, to learn about abortion. To get and, trained in, in the procedure. To get mm-hmm. trained because well, it seems odd that we're having all of this abortion, these abortion legislation here in Utah and, and we're very conservative and trying to clamp down on it. And yet, they, they they there is a good training program here?
2: For yes, um, there is. A, the Family Planning Fellowship uh, has a chapter here, and they train one fellow a year. It's a two-year program. I was one fellow. I graduated in 2014, and I'm very proud to have completed the program. I got a lot of great experience, and I get to care for a lot of great people. And now I provide abortions up to 22 weeks, and I feel very comfortable with them, and I know I can do a good job and provide safe care. The you thing, came
0: here for that program and then decided to stay
1: here. I did. Yeah.
2: It, it seemed that Utah has some problems with abortions, and um, I disagree with that quite vehemently. I think that if you don't let people get the health care that they need, then you are not a good person, basically. I just don't know. I, it doesn't make sense to me yeah. again.
0: So what is it? what was it about uh, you become an OBGYN, and then you kind of even decide well i'm going to specialize a little further and uh why did i
2: go through two more years of being paid very little and being an (laughs) abortion
0: provider why what what was about that that was so important to you was it um was it philosophical or was it um
2: it was i didn't feel i got trained in residency so residency is OBGYN residency programs are required by the overseeing entity that accredits them for training doctors to provide abortion education and abortion training. This is a provision that is not enforced. So when I went to residency and I love my residency program, they are now starting to train their residents more in abortion and contraception. I'm so proud of them. I think I had a little bit to do with that. Um, They said, you'll get abortion training because you will get miscarriage training. While that's true to an extent, someone having an abortion is very different from someone having a miscarriage. Just like someone who doesn't want to get pregnant is very different from someone who wants to get pregnant. I didn't graduate feeling like I could take care of my abortion patients safely. So I wanted the extra training. I wanted to be able to do second trimester procedures. Uh, So that's why I joined the fellowship
0: you say you're an abortion provider and you provide abortions to women who need them uh, for up to 22 weeks. By, that's by law? By law.
2: I also provide them in a specialized clinic that meets the surgical center requirements that are medically unnecessary but required by law. So
0: um, can abortions be performed after 22 weeks?
2: They can and they are, but very rarely.
0: Uh, is there any provision in, in Utah law that, that you can do that?
2: My understanding is no, and those patients must be sent to another state because we do not have legally the capacity to do that.
0: But, per, but perhaps Nevada does or... New Mexico. <coughs> New Mexico does. So you, so you have to say to your patient, I'm sorry, I can't provide you the care you need. You have to go elsewhere.
2: Because a senator or a governor or somebody who's not medically licensed decided that that was a good thing. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing happened with this uh, fetal uh, anesthesia law that was just passed uh, by the Utah State Legislature. It was Kurt Bramble, I think. Yes. His bill said, well, I wanted to ban abortions outright, but I can't do that. So this is the next thing I want to try and do I'm going to say uh, women have, uh, have to uh, or you have to give a woman you have to give the fetus some sort of pain relief correct uh, up to 20 weeks is it after 20 weeks after 20 weeks so that two week period there yes
2: that's very important apparently but only for certain fetuses uh,
0: wh- you don't you're
2: m- going to ask me to explain something that makes no sense you, and I, I apologize for not being able you to lo-
0: you logically don't know why no, how was it explained to you by those Senator Bramble
2: said there is in like uh, what did he say he said there's a sufficient or a lot of medical evidence that says fetuses are capable of pain at 20 weeks mm-hmm. First of all that's not the case. Right. The evidence that we have that is high quality, the evidence that we use to practice medicine states that the parts of the brain that even processed pain are not even present until the third trimester. Mm-hmm. Then you can get into philosophical discussions about what is pain? What mm-hmm. is the experience of pain? Can a fetus do that without cognizance and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is Senator Bramble decided, I read this thing that's somewhere and it says this, so I'm going to make a law about it. And now I'm going to revoke people's ability to decide against this experimental medical treatment so they can't say no or else they can't have the procedure. And I know better than 24 med- maternal fetal medicine experts, so I'm just going to go ahead with this bill. So so the bill passes,
0: and, uh, and, and now if a woman comes to you in that period, that 20 to 22-week period, and says, I need an abortion, you have to figure out by law how to— give the fetus some sort of pain relief yes and as far as you know that's not possible
2: so i know that i've asked what that means and the the reason i ask what that means and i want to know is so that i don't break the law i will continue to do what i do which is practice evidence-based medicine i think that what i'm currently doing giving my patient iv sedation which crosses the placenta, must go to the fetus. Mm -hmm. I think that's sufficient, but no one's been able to tell me if that's sufficient. So, and if it is, then why did they say that they've essentially created a law that says you're not allowed to refuse this IV sedation, Mm -hmm. Even, even though you might not want it, even though you might not be able to have it there's plenty of reasons why people might not be able to have this IV sedation, even though it's standard medical practice. Mm-hmm. they have to drive five hundred miles because they don't have an abortion clinic near them. Salt Lake City was the closest they needed to wait three days they had to get time off work they had to get child care had
0: to, had to wait three days by law by law do you um, have to do you have to also do you have to do what's called informed consent
2: i do I do
0: <clears throat> you have to read some
2: Yes, and here's... Is there,
0: is there a card that you just pull out and go, There I is. I have to read this to you. It's from
2: the Department of Public Health, and I have to hold a piece of paper in front of my face and read from it verbatim, as if I don't know what I'm talking about. So, it, like, my patient must feel like, why is this doctor reading from a piece of paper? This is crazy. Where am I? Oh, my gosh. Do you, like, do, you like do it with a tone? Do you, like... Do I like, do. The, mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, oh. I, so I preface it with, I am required by state to read this to you. Mm-hmm. There are some inaccuracies, and I will correct those when I get to them, but just know that this is required by the state. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And so there is some false information in there, which is a violation of informed consent.
0: Are you violating your oath as a physician when you, you think when you do that?
2: I am violating my oath as a physician when I can't perform the procedure the same day that the patient presents for the procedure. I am violating my oath when I can't perform it in the facility that is the safest, namely the hospital. I am violating my oath when I can't give the appropriate medications. I am violating my oath when I can't provide the care because insurance isn't allowed to cover the procedure. I am violating my oath when I have to tell a patient that a fetus may feel pain at 20 weeks the the legislature is making me practice bad medicine and i've said this ever since i moved here
0: and so this is i see now clearly what's made you um a, 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 an outspoken um i don't it, does, it doesn't come across as angry it comes across as passionate yeah and i mean yeah and i mean passionate to the point of stepping up that's lovely well isn't that pretty Wow, it's
2: passionate! <laughs> it was like well timed. We couldn't have timed that better, I don't think. Yeah,
0: there's, there's nice. a uh, band practicing in the other room. So
1: here at the Fifty West Club and Cafe. But this, they, they can still hear us just
0: fine, can't they? I, I hope so. I think yeah. so.
1: So I'm enjoying the conversation and the music. So here on this end, okay, so. good.
0: So it's so it's you've become exceptionally passionate about this, and you are becoming more and more outspoken. And passionate on uh, Twitter and other social media, and you engage with people. Yes. And uh, Boy, howdy. Yeah, and you argue with people. On, I
2: discuss with people. I educate people.
0: On on social media.
2: Yes.
1: She, she attempt. You attempt.
2: I attempt to educate people. Yeah.
0: Are um, are most people su- supportive of you on social media?
2: I get a lot of support from my followers, I mm-hmm. do. I am very grateful for the encouragement and the support they give me pretty much daily in the face of all the vitriol I also face. But... Well, look, let me I want to
0: ask you about that because social media is a wicked wicked place whether you're talking about abortion or whether how long to grow your fingernails.
2: Yes, you know, yes. And
0: people can be mean and wicked and vicious in those kinds of conversations.
2: Personal responsibility and humanity go right out the window. I don't understand. I know
0: It's weird. See, here it is going right out the window.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they were upset by that. They know. They know the social media problems.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you then, are you, I mean, you get mean stuff, really mean stuff on Twitter and Facebook. Well,
2: I'm not on Facebook, oh, good. but Twitter. Twitter, good. yes.
0: I think that's good that you're not on. Facebook. I can only do so much. Yeah. Uh, does any of it ever concern you at all?
2: I've had to. I've had to step away from the Twitter, you know, on on occasion, just because it was getting pretty intense, and I found myself sort of my head reeling and not sure, you know, what's going on here. Um, there was one post of. An emoji that was the, a pistol pointed at my avatar. It was just, that was all it was. That's all he posted. And that was very unnerving for as uninformative as it was. It was just, I mean, that's a threat. Not according to Twitter standards and not according to police standards and not according to anyone's standards. But um, my standards. thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, it's it 's concerning because also uh because of social media and the internet there 's no good you know policing of it there 's no good regulations there 's freedom of speech, but you know people mistake that for slander and threats and harassment and that's those are not things protected under freedom of speech
0: but it, so but it 's not gotten to the to the level of you worry for your safety or
2: no one of the you know, things I understand about social media is that it's over the internet and I don't get letters in the mail. I don't get people at my clinic. I don't get those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't pretend that that can't happen. I take precautions so that I keep myself safe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do feel in Salt Lake city, I feel very fortunate because I think that people are generally very kind and thoughtful and yeah. locally, I don't feel really threatened. I
0: think that I think that too. Even if they, even if they don't agree with you, yeah, uh, they're they don't want to see any harm come to you, or and they, and and they'll smile at you and you know say, and shake your hand. And we d-
2: we to, don't agree, but okay, That's, invite you to yeah. church. Yes, and, yes, yep, yeah. pray that, for that, me. I get yeah. a lot of prayers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, a matter of personal freedom and a, and a right for women to be able to have this. Yes, uh, just like anyone service. seeking
2: any medical care. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if we made people wait three days for heart surgery? If we made people wait three days for a biopsy of well, what could be possibly actually, cancer? Actually, I have to interrupt you oh, there. Sure.
0: Sometimes insurance does. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to get pre approval.
2: That's true. <laughs> I do. Yes, you yeah, are I mean, correct. I, th- Fortunately, it's not a legislator yeah. telling you that you have to wait because I feel like that's the better thing for you. Um, I have the,
0: I have the f- prediction, and I think I said this when we did our forum, that n- no one will ever be prosecuted for this, this piece of legislation, this fetal pain law. Senate Bill 54, was it? No. 234. 234.
2: Burned into my brain for all eternity. No one
0: will be prosecuted for this. I
2: don't know. Ever. I don't know. Do you know all it takes is someone to say, I don't think Dr. Torres gave the fetus pain medicine? Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Now there are police coming to my door and...
0: Do you want to be the person that's the cause celeb and gets arrested?
2: Oh, I do not. Okay. Um, However, I cannot let a fear of unjust prosecution coerce me into practicing bad medicine Mm. my patients are too important so i will continue to provide the high quality medical care that i've been trained to provide
0: um let's go, go one other little area here before we wrap this up and that is who those patients are i think that's uh kind of instructive when we talk about this thing we Though this whole time we've just been talking about patients, and they're kind of faceless, mm-hmm. uh, they're up there in the patient cloud, you know. But um, women who get abortions um, uh, are, are of all sorts, and I would assume, yes. and for all sorts of reasons. But but there are a lot of things that they're not.
2: Correct. They are they are very special to me because they are in a very difficult situation that they never wanted to be in. No one walks down the street and says, I'm going to get pregnant today so that I can go have an abortion. That is not what happens. Nobody wants No one wants to have an unplanned pregnancy that they want an abortion for. I mean,
0: that's the one thing you could safely say is that there is not a woman in your office who really wants to be there.
2: Right. They are in a tough situation. Now, they may have come to that decision by whatever processes. Maybe it was easy. Maybe it was hard. Maybe they have support. Maybe they don't. Maybe they have to pretend they have a miscarriage. Maybe they have a whole family waiting outside with balloons to celebrate that they had a safe procedure. It's not that doesn't matter. They need health care. Mm-hmm. They are our mothers. They are our sisters. They are our daughters. They are our friends. They are our family. They need health care mm-hmm. and they need safe care and they need it to be accessible. That means they don't Need to be forced to wait three days they don 't need to have to pay for it out of pocket because we have some sort of legislation that says, "Oh, our tax money can 't go to abortions, but it can go to guns and wars and mm-hmm. all sorts of other immoral things mm-hmm. i don't i don 't see a difference between someone seeking abortion care and someone seeking treatment for their diabetes
1: mm-hmm.
2: or treatment for tumor or treatment for heart disease it's health care they need
1: yeah
0: Um, you've been here in in Utah what three years four years now Uh, you think you think you'll stay are we treating you okay I'm gonna stay yeah
2: I'm gonna stay I I, it's funny because I've often been asked why Utah Mm -hmm. Utah happened by chance now Utah is on purpose. Um, not to inflate my own ego, but you kind of need me. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, like it's that. true. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. I like that. That's yeah, good. Good.
0: That I You think, have a mission here.
2: Mm-hmm. I do. I'm on a mission. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm a missionary.
0: Isn't Isn't that interesting? She's on a mission For here. abortion. Yeah,
2: for uh,
0: for safe and, and uh, safe abortions and and and, and good health care. Yes. And I, and, I mean, that passion, I assume, just extends over into the whole Medicaid fiasco and all of that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, let's
2: not get started. Yeah. <laughs>
0: whole other, um, yes,
2: that's a whole, whole other, other podcast. Yeah. I mean, why do we want people to be healthy? I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it's it? such a crazy notion.
0: Um, if uh, people want to educate themselves about this this and they want more... Uh, please, and people who are listening to this will give you respectful dialogue. I'm sure. How follow they, Dr.
1: Torres on Twitter yeah, if you want to learn about it. Is it
2: is, I have a blog as well. Um, I don't post to it as often as I probably should, but I think I need. I think I need definitely need one coming up to mm-hmm. get through all this. But uh, yeah, I provide a lot of daily, just sort of posts, you know, language and and reality checks um, for others who might be judging people who have abortions or mm-hmm. might be promoting the stigma. Um, there's also PPAU.org, go to our own Planned Parenthood Association of Utah. They're the ones who are caring for people who need STI treatment and screening. They're the ones who need, you know, who need mammogram screening and, and abortion care, but that's kind of a little less of what they do. Where
0: are the majority of abortions in Utah performed? I mean, Planned Parenthood doesn't really do them at their
2: they do. Oh, they do at their... There are there. two clinics in the city of Salt Lake City, and uh, those are the only two clinics in the state, and those are the only two clinics in a 500-mile radius. Really? Yes.
0: Two clinics.
2: Two clinics. Now, but
0: women get abortions elsewhere, though, right?
2: Outside of 500 miles, they do.
0: Oh, really? No. I mean, you, you can't just... Uh, don't Can't some people go to a private physician and do it, or...?
2: No. I should be able to do abortions in my clinic and not have to go to a surgical center, but I have to go to a surgical center. I I... can't do abortions in my clinic.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, it's a big thing. That's another
0: part of the law that sucks.
2: Oh, yeah. I can't do them in hospitals either because, you know, safety. But,
0: well, yeah, I mean, they, no, they should be.
1: But...
2: I mean, you want me to break it down? I can go through sure. the whole thing. Sure. Yeah. What? Dylan?
1: <laughs> break it down.
2: Okay. I cannot provide abortions in my private practice by doing a DNC, but I can do a DNC exactly step-by-step step for a miscarriage in my office. Mm-hmm. So one procedure is done for a different reason, but it's the exact same procedure. hmm one I have to do in a surgical center, the other I can do in my office. I can't do abortions in hospitals because I can't perform them in a facility that receives state funds. And hospitals don't separate out, separate out their state funds, so the IV tubing I'm using, can't, I can't say it's not paid for by state funds. So I can't do them in hospitals. So someone who has medical complications that make a first-trimester abortion dangerous in any other setting but a hospital, caveat, a full-term pregnancy and childbirth would most likely kill them. I can't perform that procedure safely. I have to send them to another state because I don't have the option of where the safest place is. This is my world.
0: Well, doctor... (laughs) You are no, a sir. doctor, are you?
2: I, 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 I mean, you, you know, it's it. The waters get a little muddy these you days. You are a doctor. You're a senator. I don't know.
0: You should be able to make those decisions if you're a doctor.
2: Well, I'm. You know, I'll call. I'll call Governor Herbert and just make sure he still hasn't called me back.
0: Well, at Leah Torres.
2: Leah N, as in Nancy Torres. Let's say it again. At Leah L E A H N as in Nancy T O R R E S.
0: Uh, follow her on Twitter. Every day, there's something there. Almost oh, every day. Uh, there's oh, yeah. uh, and then discussion and
2: uh, and then some.
0: And and uh, you you I know I've read your blog. There's a link there to your blog, I think. Yes. And um, there you can offer a certain amount of advice to people.
2: I try to on, yeah.
0: on your blog, and if they want to message you, probably. Yes. Yeah.
2: Dr. Torres, thanks so much. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.
0: It's uh, the Let's Go Eat Show. I'm Bill Allred. Um, I hope you enjoyed the music in the background.
1: Yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> they're they're great, aren't they?
2: Let's, let's, let's just take a minute. I think I'm actually recognizing them.
0: Yeah, I think we we play some of their music, but I just haven't. They're very new. I haven't gotten into them yet. Lush, Lucius.
1: Lucius, The muffled sounds of Lucius this week on the Let's yeah. Go Eat show.
0: They're, they're getting ready for a little Lounge X uh, performance. And so. uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be back again in a while. Uh, in the meantime, Dylan, thanks for producing. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring the drinks, always make mine a double.